0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 289, and today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, episode 307, titled, Where All Are Guilty. The description reads, Lou's drinking creates a problem for the whole family when Chantel goes looking for justice. Kanan assimilates into Ronnie's new crew. And Rock formulates a new plan for Unique's former Heron operation. So you already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform after that i will play the trailer for next week's episode and then a sleeper in my show but style shout out to the pie father joey as always if you need to get in touch with me for any recap requests with that being a tv show a movie a docu-series please inbox dm or email me my facebook is alicia Shanice, instagram alicia Shanice reviews and email is alicia chanice reviews 13 at gmail.com you can inbox dm or email me for recap requests if you have any businesses or brands or music that you're working on hit me up so i can shout out what you're working on and show some love to you because i love whom loves me and i love to support who supports me As always, if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, can you please hit the follow button? That helps me out in tremendous ways. And while you're listening on Spotify, make sure you check out my music playlist. All you gotta do is type in Shanice Loves. One playlist will populate. Click on the picture profile. It takes you to the rest of them. And I have every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. Don't forget to check out my new segment, that I am doing every weekend where I am doing the reading of my book, The Tale of the Park Hill Crew. You can get that on Amazon in paperback form. It would be shipped directly to you or ebook where it's downloaded instantly and we will be doing the reading here on the podcast. So make sure you check it out and show your girls some love, leave a review. Let me know what you think about it. I just can't wait to share this journey with you lovely people. So on that note, Let's go ahead and get into the show and let's talk raising Canaan. One mic, one one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic. One, mic. One, mic. One, mic. one
1: mic, one All I need, all I need is one mic, one mic, one mic, all I need, niggas. All I need is one mic.
0: Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice and I'm just coming in and check in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at an all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit tbookedit, T-B-B-O-O-K-E-D-I-T. Follow them on Instagram On Instagram, or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one! Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, of baby. Of baby. Yeah. i know how to brace the if I crap out, I'm gonna sure the ups and downs, you know, I a so so me, so to I the cover, man, All the cover money, I'm the show, man. i gotta take it, need to say shit, I'm gonna take it, I I'm gonna use the side, not to Make money, make make, make money, shit hit, the fan will take money, Shout Shout
0: all right, y'all. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. This was a fire episode, and we about to talk about it. This is nothing but a Jamaica Queen's tale. There's so many parallels to the notorious hustlers of this era at that time. <clears throat> All right. Let me get my thing together. Let's get started. Okay, so this episode, it opens up with crazy-ass Ronnie, of course, him and his new crew, well, his crew, he ain't got his crew back, and they outside Paul's door, while Paul is just sitting there in his recliner, trying to do a crossword puzzle. Bus. They bust into the apartment, <laughs> kicking the door, waving the fo-fo, and while they running up in there, I couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, no, they don't have Arrested Development playing in the background. Paul was looking like, what the hell? (laughs) But it'd be the music for me because it just takes you back to that time. And um, they roll up in there. Grab Paul's ass out. <laughs> and the part that cracked me up the most is Ronnie O, institutionalized ass, got to have to fix the jacket. Because when they bust in there, they messed everything up. So he had to kind of straighten back out the jacket very neatly. While they, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, Ronnie is an institutionalized crazy motherfucker. So they basically abduct Paul to Kane's apartment. And while they're scaring the shit out of Paul, Famous walks through the door like... What the hell did I walk into? Now, Famous is like, you know, y'all look busy. I can come back. And Ronnie insists that Famous stays. So they continue to scare the shit out of Paul where he pisses on himself and declares that, you know, he will be no more trouble. He will be no more trouble. So Famous goes into the back to pack his stuff up. Along with the evidence, because he grabbed that damn gun that he killed Freddie with. And basically, you know, that's the evidence right there. He has it on him. And not only that, now he has a future hit song on the way. You know, what's the 411 with all the details. So it cuts into the next scene. And Rock and Marvin talk to Quan about taking over Unique's business dealings that, you know, Unique has started with him. Now at first Quan listens, but he kind of dismisses Rock with the quickness until she tells him she is the business of winning, and she she you know she plans to expand. She won't just be moving out of one you know restaurant. You know, with her operations, it comes with expansion, and she is all business. So after he hears her out and sees that she is about no game, and he had already mentioned that he you know heard a little bit about her background. And her reputation from stefano so you know he agrees to work with her now it cuts back to the apartment and while famous is leaving Kanan's apartment because we know Kanan and took paul's business and he didn't took famous apartment so famous is leaving canan's apartment as he's walking out he runs into ronnie and Kanan walking back in from paul's apartment and ronnie wants to know why he's leaving You know, Famous just tries to play it off. You know, he don't want no trouble. He like, oh, you know, I'm just going back to my mom's house. What you going back to your mom's house for? He like, what? (laughs) He like, because she misses me? (laughs) And this nigga, this nigga Ronnie, bro. Like, (sighs) he like, what's so special about you? I got a mom. She don't miss me. (laughs) famous didn't know what to say and i think this was the first episode where i actually felt bad for famous because he was just so pitiful he got the stutter of the shit and Caden's sitting there like he kind of feel bad for him but he don't feel bad for him so he kind of steps in but also throws out a threat as well like famous ain't gonna say shit because he know i'll fuck him up too you know Kanan is mr tough guy now so, Famous, you know, he quickly runs out of the apartment. And then it cuts to the next scene. But that scene had me dying laughing because it was Ronnie for me. The way how he got the question of him and then poor Famous was like, what? Because <laughs> he was like, I got a mom. She don't miss me. So, I'm like, this nigga Ronnie. No, I don't like him, but I was dying laughing at that part. Because he'd be so serious with it, you know. And then, like, just the question that he asked. Um, Just the question that he asked Famous. Famous was so confused. And, hell, that shit was funny. So, it cuts into the next scene. And Tanner, the guy from the task force, he asks Howard some questions about Marvin. Now, Howard doesn't really give him too much, just the basics of Marvin's reputation. But, meanwhile, you know, he's taking in all the intel that he can, you know, get about what um, Tanner has on marvin but tanner ain't really giving all you know his little ducks in a row that he you know everything that he did dug up on him just the basics about the italian connection and you know a little here a little there so as they're talking kind of fishing each other out because how are fishing for information and so is tanner and neither one of them trust each other chantel scrap's mom burst in talking to ping about scrappy so when howard sees her he in- you know instantly gets nervous and runs out like you know what Pink can help you with marvin and he you know interrupts the conversation and brings her into the room to learn what she had to say so before we learn what she tells him it cuts to the next scene and marvin goes over to gerald's to talk to him about you know the story that he's doing on jukebox and to show him jukebox picture and you know before he can even make it to the door he finds the two neglected daughters in the car freezing while Gerald ass is in the house shooting up his arm. So he in there getting high. So it cuts back to the precinct. And Chantel tells Howard, you know, that Lou Thomas told her that Scrap was murdered. And you know, I'm saying he was there when it happened, but he was also drunk and all over the place. So Howard tells her, you know, to keep quiet and he will look into it. Now if Scrap Mom is a CI, she don't need to be talking to nobody but who she the CI for. So she should have never stopped to talk to uh, talk to Howard instead of Ping for somebody she's been dealing with. Because remember, that's why Scrap got killed. Because his mama wasn't an informing and Howard mixed the shit up in the first place. So if you a CI, you need to be dealing with only Ping. And she shouldn't have even had that discussion with Howard. And Ping knew better anyway than to leave his CI with damn Howard. So we get into the next scene. And Famous goes home and puts the damn gun in the closet. So we know they ain't show us that for no reason. They showed they showed it to us when he grabbed it out the closet at Kanan's new apartment, and then they showed it when he moved back in with his mom, putting it at the top of the closet. Mind you, Famous got a hit song. This song is gonna do numbers. He's flowing on it, but he also walking you through his crime. And now he has the evidence in his mom's house. So they ain't showing that to us for nothing. Something is going to go down with Famous. Everything this season has been slowly progressing to a domino effect. That will be a downfall with the whole Marvin shit that he got going on with Famous, with Lou. And then now we see what's going to be the downfall for Famous. It's going to have something to do with this goddamn gun. So we go into... Well, no. Famous moms comes in the room. And, you know, they have a heart-to-heart. And he tells her, you know, he was acting like a clown before. But, you know, when he got on on his own, it led him to getting over his head. And he made some mistakes. And she tells him, like, you know what? You home now, and I will never put you out again. Now, we haven't really seen too much of his mom besides when she walked in when he was, you know, fucking that girl. And she put his ass out. (laughs) So, um, we gonna see what happened with famous and we'll see if jessica ends up returning i don't know her story might be you know done for we'll see so we go into the next scene and we go to the photo shoot of butter and you know we see that you know they're doing their thing they having a photo shoot crystal is being extra as well and not only that um the fake pebble, she's on the phone and she has booked them to open up for Shinise, um at the Garden State Mall. And back in 1991 is when this is taking place. Shanice was definitely that girl. Let me remind y'all. Shanice was that girl, and I do love her. (laughs) And we got the same name. But, anywho. Um, so, you know, they got a a booking now. They got it opening up for Shanice, and she was big in the early 90s. Um, and you know, they're doing their thing. Uh, the fake pebbles is finally excited and you know, she ain't cussing them out for a chance, but she tells them, you know what, own this photo shoot. I want y'all to step out. I want to see who the star is. And we all know who going to step in front before anybody. And that is Miss Crystal doing the most. So we go to the next scene. And Howard meets up with Rock and tells her that her stupid-ass little brother went to Scrap Mom's house and, you know, (laughs) he fucked up everything. But, you know, Rock had to let him know, like, the only reason you tripping is because, you know, this lead back to you because you the one who told me that Scrap was the CI in the first place and you had it all wrong. So... She ends up asking him, you know, what's all going on with the task force, you know, what all do they have, you know, so she can get on top of everything. But he does not mention that they're looking into Marvin and his Italian connections. He doesn't mention Marvin. He only tells her about Lou. And like she said, that was because it's going to lead back to him because he is the one who told her that Scrap was snitching. And it was actually his mom that was the informant because she was throwing illegal gambling parties. So we go into the next scene. And Marvin makes the girl something to eat. And they was like, thank you, Uncle Marvin. <laughs> you know, and I was impressed. I'm like, look at Marvin. When I tell y'all Marvin is trying, God damn it, Marvin is trying. He didn't adopt girl, little kids as nieces and ne- nieces and making them some, you know, bringing them in, taking care of them, being, you know, good Uncle Marvin, Why, Gerald is looking like a goddamn fool. So he cusses Gerald ass out, rightfully so, for being a shitty parent and we get a little bit of a backstory about gerald's past you know his ex got him on drugs and she you know abandoned the family and his own family doesn't you know help with the children or deal with him because he has stolen from them in the past so we're getting more red flags from Gerald, that will play out with Marvin's downfall. So we see what famous downfall is going to be. Famous downfall is going to be writing that damn song and having the fucking gun in his closet. Marvin's downfall will be with Gerald because we're not seeing this much of Gerald and learning his history for no reason. And, um, Something I can't forget is when uh, they were at the park, and then when they mentioned Tony Deep, and then how it caught Gerald's attention, Gerald is a fiend, so he'll be easy to spill the beans if he gets caught in for questioning, and we're going to see where Marvin's downfall is going to come, it's going to come from Gerald, once again, we ain't seeing all this shit about Gerald for no reason, so... This ain't going to be good for Uncle. And y'all know Uncle Marvin. That's my favorite character. Him and Rock. So everything will definitely come back full circle with marvin's character because remember that he was only in anger management because tony deep got the snitching remember when she got the snitching and he got put in there and then he got put on um he got put in the anger management class with miss renee and that's where he met Gerald from and Gerald is going to be his goddamn downfall and it's going to connect back to that tony situation it's going to come full circle so they're walking us into you know they're showing us little clues of famous downfall and we see marvin's downfall is going to have something to do with the Juro situation, but I just hope Uncle Marvin ain't going nowhere. I have a feeling they will start, you know, weing out some of our favorite main characters because they're eventually going to have to make a show all about Kanan, and, um, you know, we look forward to seeing the OGs. We look forward to seeing Rock. We look forward to seeing Kanan. We looked forward to seeing Unique, so eventually, you know, we will see them we and them characters out but i am in no rush i want the writers to continue to take their time i'm not rushing to see a young tommy or a young ghost i want to enjoy especially this era of the era that they're in this is one of the you know this is one shit was so real so authentic so i'm hoping that they you know continue to take their time because i don't want to see uncle marvin or rock go anywhere so we go into the next scene and jukebox meets up with the recruiter from the army to talk about you know her entrance her interest um that would be you know to help her out in her future career and you know juke is giving her a little attitude because she's asking all of those questions and she like you know when y'all come to the high school y'all say y'all can do this y'all say y'all can do that well she hooked me up with that you know juke is kind of split because her dream is to be a singer that's what she wants to do but we know juke sometimes lacks confidence, so she got the backup plan just in case she has to go into the military, and we know that eventually she'll become a dirty cop, so we go into the next scene, and Lou is at the studio getting drunk as usual, listening to famous, what's the 411, what's the 411, (laughs) like every time i hear that suck i bust out laughing especially when he said having flashbacks when i put the bullet in his chest wonder if they got the evidence yeah we see the evidence nigga it's in your closet (laughs) i mean he is fucking rapping the entire murder scene he 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 rapping about was it was the neighbor seeing anything when he walked down the hallway when he put the bullet in freddie's chest i mean famous has literally he, he didn't basically told the whole crime. They ain't even got to bring him in for questioning. Just play the goddamn song. So Lou, he's sitting there vibing. He drunk as usual. And then um, I'm just like, Fang, you better hope they don't check your closet. But they checking the nigga. It <laughs> ain't showing us artists for nothing. And they don't keep playing that song, which the song is a bop. But the song is a bop. So we go into the next scene. And Rock and Marvin go to the Chinese restaurant to tell them that, you know, they're the new partners now since Unique is gone. And, you know, they're basically trying to back out. And they like, no, nah, I ain't no bagging away. You ain't walking away from this. And, you know, we see Queen Rock. She is back. And she asking all the right questions. Like, you know, how many of these restaurants y'all own? What we got to do to get this going? What we got to do to get this going? Point me in the right direction. Who is the owner? You know, so we see uncle was over there in the corner. He's eating number 37 and he likes the extra money. So he agrees to a partnership because at the end of the day, it's all about the profit. So he um, ends up sharing with rock and Marvin, all the locations and rock checks them out. So we go into the next scene and we see juke in the bathroom with Aisha, who is throwing up. Now at first, my mind went like everybody else i'm like oh shit, she pregnant this shine, mama and then um until we find out a few scenes down that she ain't gave nothing up to canaan so um i basically figured after that the way how she said she was working on it and you know how you know crystal made her comment calling her puke box so we see that she throws up a lot she has an eating disorder so we go into when they walk out the bathroom, and we see Crystal is pushing up on Canaan, and he is all smiles, so Juke is like, you know, where your new friends at, and we get a little history lesson about, you know, Pops and Snaps characters, and when I always tell y'all, what I always say, I'm like, this is nothing but a fucking Jamaica Queens history tale, even when we talked about the picture last week, and I brought up and I found that picture too. I put it up in a book and it's online With Fat Cat was in like this hat and it was just like the picture that they took. And I'm like, this is a fucking Jamaica Queens tale. It's so realistic. This is 50 story dramatized on out. <laughs> but when Juke um, kept asking questions like, where are your new old friends at, Pops and Snaps? They used to be bank robbers. So I'm like, hmm, used to be bank robbers used to be the big bank robber in jamaica queens who 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 was getting money chaz williams aka slim chaz williams aka slim chaz williams aka slim google it matter of fact listen to this good You
1: call me nothing by any means with my gun in my Slim, sweet me.
0: So remember, I told you I got this book right, and it breaks down all the players in Jamaica Queens. And when they break down, you know, the players and what they did, it says, Chaz Slim's, Shaz Slim Williams, hip-hop entrepreneur, born in Harlem but raised in South Jamaica section of Southside Queens, who mentored 50 Cent and worked with Kenneth Supreme Griff on the Black Gangster soundtrack released in 1999. Slim, Shad Williams, he was a real, 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 real deal. And not only that, he was also cousins of Matula Shakur, so um that's just going way way too deep in it but way past the show but chaz was the was the real deal and you know him and fifth was cool and that's who fifth was talking about in mini man and not only that um you know Pac- that's Matula's uh, stepson. So, um, he was kind of taking Pac under his wing as well. And he was going to introduce Pac to, uh, Supreme and all that shit happened in Quad studios. And I know I did didn't want way off the show, but I wanted to just give y'all a little history lesson on who, um, Chaz Williams was. And then I'm like, but I'm going to, you know, be showing this much of Pops and talk about how he used to be a bank robber. I always go back to what really was going on in that time and who was the notorious hustlers. And yeah, that's the only person that I could think of who was sticking them banks up like that and was getting money after that so back to the show back to the show Jamaica Queen's history lesson is over Juke <laughs> tells Crystal uh to father fuck back after Kanan and Aisha leave for the movies because she like Aisha already talking to Kanan you need to father fuck back not only is it bad for business it's bad for the group but we ain't doing that we ain't doing that so you know Crystal don't pay her no attention as well and we've seen that as the show went on so we get into the next scene, and Kanan and Aisha go to the movie theater, and I had to pause the goddamn TV, I said, what the hell is they watching, that is one of my favorite movies, they was watching Bugsy, and I'm like, yeah, they in the year, they definitely in the year 1991, and by the way, I did do, um, a mob summer marathon and we recap bugsy bugsy is one of my favorite mobster movies so you know i this show just around this era it brings back so nostalgia with the so much nostalgia with the music and the fashion and when i you know when they like the music that they were playing with the rest of development and Shanice, it just brought back old memories and just made me feel like a kid again and then also when i seen this movie which is one of my favorite mobster movies about bugsy Siegel. So, um, you know, Kanan, he in the movie, and he trying to get his little freak on in the theater, and Aisha feels like he is moving, too fast so we learned that they have not you know done anything yet so you know that more solidified okay she has an eating disorder that's why she was throwing up like that and karen it kind of becomes an asshole because she like you know take her home he tries to apologize at first but she like nah bruh take me home and he basically tell her to you know catch the train back and he gonna finish watching this movie and eating that popcorn so uh you know we, we gotta remember yeah he was an asshole, but. Kanan got turned out last season by by older woman you know he fucked his girlfriend's mom, so we see the ruthlessness coming out of him early with the women. <laughs> so you know also we see these two you know, they ain't moved to the next level yet he's he didn't he didn't been seduced, turned out probably experienced some sexually things you know with that old freak he had last season so we'll see. We, i guess that's not sean's mom but i'm wondering will we ever see little Davina again because that is who he was crazy about i want to know is we gonna run into miss Davina again so and then you know what sometime when you watch this all you gotta do is piece shit together like i said this 50 cent story dramatized like a motherfucker and you know the history of jamaica queens and you know we go back to the movie get richard i try remember uh 50 Cent, his character name was Marcus in there, but he was in love with um, Charlene, and she moved and came back. She moved for something different than Davina moved, but I wonder, will we see Davina in season four? Will she pop up? Will that be Sean's mom? Who knows? Um, But um, on the train, Aisha goes. (laughs) So the next scene, we see Rock. She's kind of scoping up how scoping out how the restaurants operate she's going from restaurant to restaurant they show that throughout the show and then we get into um the next scene where marvin goes to see lou and chokes the shit out of him as he should with his drunk goofy ass and this nigga don't even remember going to scraps mom's house confessing anything he like i did what no not me i've been here the whole time (laughs) he seen it been so goddamn drunk he don't even remember having a conversation with scrap mom he probably thought he was hallucinating that shit too so it's like look what you done did now Lou. you already had a guilty conscience for killing you know d Wiz and scrap now you gotta add scrap mama to the list because you gotta fix this shit you gotta fix it and this is something you can't blame rock for this time because you took your drunk ass over there and confessed So we get into the next scene. And this scene was interesting. This scene was interesting. Basically, we finally see somebody trying to get some from Mr. Crazy-ass Ronnie. And he not knocking their ass down on the ground. Because remember when them two dancer girls came on to him? he's knocked their ass on down. So, you know, Ronnie, he don't like people touching him and all of that. But he letting battered Juliana fill all on that ass, you know. <laughs> so... You know, they sitting there about to get they little freak on. And, you know, she's talking about she needs to feel good. And she wants him to make her feel good. I'm just like, I don't like this bitch. This is the, this is the character we, you know, love to hate. She does a good job. But, you know, she's a bitch. <laughs> so, Pernessa walks in her house. Mind you, this is her house that Ronnie had told Unique he wasn't staying at no more. Just to get put out by Ronnie. And all I could think about is like, what the fuck? She walk in her crib and he like, what are you doing here? Get out. (laughs) And then Juliana go to putting some more shit in his nigga head. About getting rid of Pernessa. Because family can be dangerous. Especially when they don't like you. So, I'm hoping Pernessa escapes safely. Because when Ronnie is around her, hell, he scares me for her. So we get into the next scene where we go back to the precinct and Howard gets a visit from Burke's dad who seems to you know have questions and you know have like a hurt conscience on the way he treated Burke when she was alive and he's also collecting you know her things off her desk and Howard just lets him know like if he ever needs anything that he's there like he ain't killer got like he and kill killer you know and <clears throat> we see that Howard also learns that it's one more loop that he has to go through before he actually moves to narcotics. So we see Howard's downfall coming along, too, because all this stuff keep popping up about Burke and he keep having to, you know, jump this hook jump this hoop go under this hurdle he's still having to do all these things and it's one more thing that you know he has to go through before getting moving captain tells him like you'll be fine just stay away from his ex-girlfriends but we see how we're down for i might be coming along too we see a lot of little twists and turns and i bet y'all that season finale is going to be crazy now the next scene jukebox goes to see kanan And his new security stops her and they get to talking shit until Ronnie comes out and lets them know that that's Kanan's cousin and she got the green light to come in. So, you know, Juke is pissed off. Like, what the fuck? And one thing I respect about Juke juke don't give a fuck and we see that this been her since day one even if you go back to the first episode when she was a little um a little girl and kanan was getting his ass beat in episode one when the first when it first premiered and she was trying to jump in there juke just don't give a fuck she talks shit to ronnie marvin like she she just don't care and I, i respect it i respect it we see it's always been in her so whatever Happen to her in the future to turn her into what she turned into um all it did was just made her 20 times worse like she has no chill so you know she walks in and she is pissed off about you know how Canaan treated aisha and she had already warned him like you know not only is that my friend she's a good girl and not only that you know we doing this music thing together all this you my cousin this shit gonna come between the group so kanan you know he big he big stuff now he ain't trying to hear it he got this cocky attitude and she calls him out like nigga you listen you you stop it this this ain't even you you ain't nothing but a scared little boy trying to trying to show your mama that you about this street shit, which you not about and then it brought me to um the original power remember Kanan got pissed off as juke was talking shit it's, it's like he just snapped and killed her like look you are always talking shit you know and we go back to the original power and we see that juke was never afraid to call him out and this was just her so she called him out and he couldn't say shit but i did like when ronnie was like you know i could talk to her and Ron, uh, you know and Kanan had to let him know like you know you might be big bad big badass ronnie but at the end of the day you ain't gonna talk to her about shit that's my family so you know when I seen that scene it it took me to Tariq because you guys it is so many parallels between Tariq and Kanan and now we can understand why Kanan took such a liking into Tariq because he reminded him of him of himself when he was younger and will this story end up like like um Like Kanan and Tariq, Ronnie has began to mentor Kanan and he is resentful towards his mother, just like Tariq was resentful towards Ghost and, you know, somewhat Tasha as well. And, you know, Tasha basically let him know, like, look, it's either me or Kanan, I could go to jail. And he didn't want to set up Kanan, you know, to go to jail. And when Kanan, after he got shot and walked past Tariq, he could have killed Tariq and he just shook his head. Probably like, nigga, you ain't nothing but a little me. I'm going to let you roll on this one. Because I wonder, when it all comes down, will Ronnie go after Rock? This is my theory. Will Ronnie go after Rock? And Kanan ain't going to want to take Ronnie out. But he's going to protect his mama at the end of the day. Will he protect Rock against Ronnie? And it will be parallel to, you know how he mentored Tariq in the future. I don't know, y'all. That's just a theory of mine. It's a theory of mine. So we go into the next scene and Shannon's dad, we see him with just like this guilty conscience. And then now he's starting to think, did my daughter really kill herself? You know, I think in the back of their mind, they know it's probably more to it. So he meets up with Adina and apologizes to her for how he treated her at the funeral and gives her a picture that he got off Burke's desk when he was collecting her things. And somehow, like I said, this is going to be some type of way to catch up with Howard. They're not showing us Burke's Dad and her girlfriend for no reason. They're not mentioning him wanting to go to narcotics and they have to cover one more thing before he can go in there. And he's studying having to cover up this for rock and this for rock and this for rock. And um, Bert kept telling them how she knew that Howard was hiding something. Who knows? Maybe she has something in her desk where she had evidence wrote down, you know, in secret, where when she, uh, the dad is going through her things, he might find it. And at the end of the day, that's his daughter, you know, that blew all of silence might might drop you know even though he's the captain and he goes by the blue wall of silence if he thinks that howard did kill his daughter and he finds some type of evidence that will be howard's downfall so we're seeing um the writers doing an amazing job and setting us up for some you know some dynamic downfalls with some of our uh you know beloved favorite characters so we go into the next scene and ronnie stalks pernessa And gives her, you know, a settled threat. You know, to be careful. Because whoever did that at the tailor shop is still out there. And, you know, her son still needs a mom. He doesn't have a father anymore. And he's just looking out. And all I could think is leave Vanessa the fuck alone. She didn't already left you in her damn house. So you can fuck battered Juliana. And she had her mama house. Go sit your ass down, crazy ass Ronnie. Leave that girl alone. So we go into the next scene and mama thomas shows up at the bar because she needs some cash she's talking about some raquel pockets is low at the moment and she needs her monies to put the tie in the collection plate at church so Lou gives her you know a little stack and she is not satisfied with the size of it and gets to talking about how he doesn't need to waste his life in a bar like his dad did and needs to get back on the corners and get the hustling so she can have them fat ass stacks like she had before. And, you know, Lou don't even have the energy to argue with her because he, he drunk again. So we go into the next scene. And, by the way, we didn't seen Mama Thomas with Lou and we didn't seen her with Rock. I want to see a scene with her and Marvin together. And her and Juke together. You know, I want to see more of Mama Thomas. And I want more of their family history. So we get into the next scene. And Juke goes over on Rock House to let her know about Kanan's new friends and his attitude and how Famous don't live there no more. So now she didn't put, you know, Rock on game about what's up with Kanan. And we're going to see that play out in the next episode. So Kanan shows up at Crystal's door because she called him to come over and is willing to give up what Aisha wasn't. And this is going to lead to some bullshit with the group, butter. please believe that. Now, we get into the last scene. Marvin and Lou, in Lou's cup of alcohol, pulls up in front of Scraps' mom's house. Marvin lights up that cigarette. Lou gets his drunk ass out the car and stumbles up on the door. And she lets him in because she probably thinking he'd come in there to confess some more. But no, 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 no. All he can say is, I'm sorry. And the look on her face, the look on her face, mind you, she wouldn't have knew shit if Lou didn't take his drunk ass over there telling her anything. He got a watery eyes. He looked like he about to cry again. <laughs> And all you hear is Marvin take a puff of that cigarette. He like that's that. You just kill somebody else ain't nobody gonna ease your triple mind sir and that was what a song to go out man you know you can't go wrong when you go out with sam cook <sighs> let's take let's take a moment of silence for scrap smile this was a fire episode we even seen scrap hallucin you know lou hallucinating seeing scrap in the window shaking his head but that was my recap for Raising Canaan. <sighs> Where all are guilty. I, th- I give this episode a 10 out of 10. The writers are doing their thing with this season. They're taking their time and they're building us up. And I, I've said it a thousand times on this platform. This is the best spinoff out of the power universe. And it's realistic. And it's like by its Southside Jamaica Queens and some real live legend, notorious hustlers are from Southside. And you just see the parallels with the writing. This shit is fire. It's fire. Shout out to 50 Cent in the Power Universe. Y'all know I'd have made myself an honorary Green Light gang member. So shout out to the whole Green Light Gang and the whole casted crew. So, um, don't go anywhere, guys. I'm about to play the trailer and then I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Button style.
1: Kanan, fucking with Ronnie on some business, and I need to know what it is. We've got a competition. We need to make an example of whoever this is. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Let's
0: get this money. You got no business with my son. We
1: made the game, Raquel. Stay away from him. I thought I was done.
0: She ain't gonna you. Shit's about to get real. Episode 8 is titled Reckoning, and y'all know when it gets towards the end. Hey, there's gonna be action, and Queen Rock is officially back. His shoulder pulling out that silencer. She, now she know what she up against with Kanan. And then her own son and Ronnie is probably the competition. So it's about to get real. It showed Marvin snatching off some little dude off a moped. So that it might be one of Kanan's little workers. And it showed a fight looking like it happened at the train station. So I could see Aisha and, and Crystal thugging it out over Kanan. But we're going to see. We're going to see. I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to see if any of my predictions come true. I'm enjoying it. You know, I hope you guys are enjoying it um it's really 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 solid at solid season solid season and they already been picked up for season four so you know we support everything 50 cent over here regardless um so i'm about to play my sleeper in my joe Budden style and i had a sleeper I already picked out i just gotta go to the song i'm gonna take it back to i want to stay in the early 90s and i want to kind of Take it back to um to uh my hometown. i to take it back to my hometown. What y'all know about Jake the Flake? If y'all don't know, y'all about to know now.
1: Jake the Flake don't play, no. None of that shit. No you get this split. soon as you run up I'll mean, oh shit. See, I got the you on the app. What happened to uh, that He bar? got killed in that gang. A street full of rope Not leaving the web addicts. The only thing found dead bodies in my dealer brick. A sandy and cracked fan. A piss heroin. The fake put my spankers out to get out on Halloween. I'm a bit of a rick with pain. I'm selling dope. A fake gang of Selling a fresh ass belly coat. I told him no let me see, I told him my life like yeah, that. I told him. I made that be simultaneously I thought could this be my end And then I see my friend He came up to pop it with a motherfucking back in his head He shot balls down My watch is they body bled Another gang shit I'm making the streets red We put for my father They can do a fucking bit We had to let them know That ain't no bad shit they ain't no bad shit. People you trying to sack the case, they ain't no bad shit. Police brutality, they ain't no bad shit. People are disrespecting us, they ain't no bad shit. They ain't no way shit you still walk and rock, boy. Y'all making my cat legit. While you walk the slank and crack and bring your fucking back, I'm the like ghost G. But Jake ain't no damn max. Cause you see, and my boss told me that I rub the fuck off the hose. Make me a damn cat, cause down in my neighborhood. A cat is mandatory. I'm dope at my box like a laboratory. See, I stay in no heat, cause I like to be safe. 28 grams of O and 126 of A. My dope with two A. The cold, so good, just love a Roman. I graduated, so get to a jump to throw. I struggle to make it by the ghetto, the cold places. Struck out of crack stains, struck out on free spaces. Sin is the wake i never be. Now, at my high school, we up, I, think be. I call them the dating pick. to make a hit. We gotta show them crackers that Dayton don't play that shit. Yeah. Let me my play that shit. OG, Ike, Ray, 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 D. The Rob, Shout out to the TDL. i think
0: alright like you All right, y'all. That's Dayton. that Dayton. Don't play. by Flake. Flint's own. Flint's own. Flint Ben had talent. Flint Ben had talent. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I love me some raisin Canaan. Uh please make sure to so. Um, share, 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 share. We got to grow the platform. We got to grow the platform, especially with the book being out now and the book reading has begun. I hope you guys checked out the first chapter read and this. um The second chapter will be read this weekend as well. Please, please share, 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 share. Um, leave a comment. You can leave it on Spotify or hit me up and let me know what you guys are thinking. I want feedback. But yeah, share, share, share. Um the link to the book is in the description. We got to grow the platform. We got to we got to get this story out there. I I I put my heart and soul in it. I'm so excited about it and I'm just so excited to share it with you guys and I'm praying that you guys enjoy it. I'm hoping that you guys enjoy it. I really, really am. But thank you for your support. Um, The book reading will be out this weekend as well. Um, Don't forget Griselda comes on Netflix January 25th. So we'll start recapping that as well. It's the weekend. So if you guys get out, please be safe. The weather is bad. So stay warm and drive careful protect your energy and stay the hell away from anybody who is an enemy to your energy the sky is the limit and you can do anything you put your mind to you're never too young too old to this to that don't listen to the naysayers put your mind to it and go the key to winning is consistency i don't care You know, if you feel like it's going to do this, if it didn't work out the first time, the key is consistency and dedication and focus and no distractions. So please protect your energy, avoid negative people, and go after your dreams. You can do it. You are a winner. You are a winner. So I love you guys. Thank you for your support as always. If you're working on something, make sure you let me know so I can support you too and i'll be back on this weekend i hope you guys really enjoyed this recap and just thank you i always thank you thank you thank you you guys are so very special to me so on that note it's your girl shanice and i'm out help you enjoyed the show
1: with your girl shanice <laughs>